Well, good morning, everybody. Praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and lift our hands and just give God praise as we pray. Get ready for our service this morning. Father, thank you so much for everything that we've seen take place even this morning with our time of worship. And thank you, Lord, even for all the announcements and the fun that we have and the fellowship that everyone enjoys. Now take all of that, Lord God, and just direct us to the throne as we just worship you in a time with your word and then with the experiences of your anointing where people's bodies will be healed, where sickness will and disease will disappear, where all kinds of trouble and nonsense that we put up with can be van- vanquished and leave people's lives. We trust you for all that. We don't want to leave the same in the way that we came. We want to be changed, Lord. That's why we're here. And so we give you praise for all of it and now do so much more. Amen and amen. Well, you know, it's encouraging to me to hear the testimony um, that BJ and Katie gave about the meetings that were going on, because if the, if the uh, county has a, a vision and a hunger for increase, um, there's spiritual parallels to that, you know. In other words, we wouldn't want the county to have a vision for increase and improvement and the church stay the same. Oh, God. In fact, you know, the fact that the county is meeting to have change kind of means, in a sense, that the church is behind because they should have been meeting to have change and, and then cause the change in the church to cause the county to want the same kind of change. Well, that didn't go over really well, but, but nonetheless, you know, there, there's something to be said about this. And we've been kind of actually talking about it and maybe bringing some of these thoughts to your mind might help you to kind of put two and two together with what we've been preaching this weekend. Uh, Friday night, for anyone that missed, you know, we were talking about tangibility, uh, something that used to be actually normal for a Christian to actually hear the voice of God, recognize his presence, have tangible experiences with God. In other words, that sure beats the idea of believing in something that you never experience. Hello? You know, that gets old. It does, right? Like I shared last night for some of you that weren't here. You know, I didn't marry a love letter. I mean, it was nice that when I got one, I read it many times, you know, but I didn't marry a love letter. There was a person attached to that, and I needed to find that person. Plus, God, amen. Because if I didn't, man, throw that love letter away if that's all it is. I mean, if, you know, some computer's generating some particular form letter and sending it out, and it's, it's, it's touching, man. It blessed me in that moment. I can't marry a computer. i got to marry a person. Well, we didn't come to Christ to just have letters, sermons, dreams, and hopes, and never find anybody attached to those dreams, hopes, and letters. Amen. There is a pot of gold on the other side of the rainbow. Amen? And through Christ, he actually brings us to that side of the rainbow where we can experience him. And sometimes you need to talk about that because people can go through the motions of just letting their Christianity be attached to a 10 10 o'clock service on a Sunday where we pontificate about the things of God and then leave pretty much the same way, go right back into immediately the way that we've been doing life. Talking about the games that are on, talking about what's happening this next week. You know, I mean, you, you wouldn't believe, well, maybe you would believe, you know, what goes on when we say things like, well, I tell you what, just fellowship a little bit and bless one another for a few minutes before you sit down. Well, that sounds really good, but if you were in some of those conversations, hey, how are you doing? Well, you know, I got, got another three, three uh, 
uh, prescriptions this, this week, and, and I've taken so many pills, I could hardly count them out, you know. How are you doing? Well, my daughter's not doing really good, and she, she left. Now we're just trusting the Lord, you know, to bring her back. And how are you doing? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, the, 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 seems like the bumper crop didn't be a bumper crop this year. The job's not doing well. I'm just not real sure, you know. Well, how are you doing? Well, I'll tell you what, I, I'm, I'm running so hard after God because the devil's been chasing me all week long. <laughs> I mean, if you could hear some of the things that go on, you know, those are the wrong testimonies. That's the wrong direction. The testimonies we want to hear about is you can't believe what God did for me this week. Oh, my God. I mean, and so when you allow God to be tangible, you understand God's a gentleman. The devil will try to force his way into your life. But God is a gentleman. When you begin to ask him to be a part of your day, you then give him the opportunity to be himself. Come on, the God we serve is amazingly huge, and the Bible supports that we should have amazing experiences. And, and most of us, you know, have possibly had weeks, maybe even months, and God help us if it's been years. I'll tell you what, I had experience of God, it changed my life. Well, my God, when was that? That was 1955. It was amazing. My God, it was awesome. That's like saying I had the best steak in the whole entire world back in 1955. Well, how come you haven't had a new one? I, I don't know. Is, is, is it like overseas that you had it? No, it's right across the street. Well, dear God, something's wrong with that testimony, right? We should want more, but that's part of religion. That's what religion does to you. It makes you think that you're special because you had one, because not everybody has one. I tell you what, I won the lottery in 1955. Jesus, Jesus touched my life. Well, you know, you're supposed to win the lottery every day. That's, that's what happens with Christianity is... Uh, everyone gets a lottery ticket, and every ticket wins. Every day. Amen. So you got to cash in on that ticket. Just invite him to be real. And the more you do, the more liberty he will have in your life. If you dare to be consistent with this, oh, Lord, God help you. You'll be raising your hand every week saying, Pastor, i got an amazing testimony. Pastor, i got another amazing testimony. And you'll get so happy about it, you'll get, like we were talking about, addicted. Who's the one that was talking about that right over there? You get addicted to having testimonies. You can't wait to have another one. And you can't wait to have another one. And you wake up in the morning and say, well, let's just see what you're going to do today, God. Amen. And in other words, help yourself. Blow me away. Just do it. See, we got we to gotta get rid of all of our religious. But Father, I just thank you in the name of Jesus now. I'll, I'll get rid of those. Just talk to them. Amen. I just had a, a recent prayer that just worked instantaneously. And I thought, wow, Jim, just do more of those. I was hurting so bad. My wife and I were traveling through South Carolina and North Carolina, and we were doing some meetings about a month ago. And uh, for some reason, I mean, my hips all inflamed. I don't know what the nerves in there were doing, but, you know, that kind of pain is a really weird pain. It's a dull pain. I'd rather be cut and have it stinging right there so I know all my focus is right there than to have something kind of working all through my back, down my legs, and it's, it's just kind of like gnawing pain. And I'm thinking, what in the world is this? I mean, I'm even at Starbucks on one of those high, those high bench type of seats with my leg in a 90-degree angle trying to work my hip flexors just going, my wife what, what are you doing? I said, I am hurting so bad. This is like driving me crazy. I got in the car and I said, this is my prayer. I said, well, I've done everything that I can do and it doesn't work. 
I said, so you need to just know that I'm not involved anymore. Help yourself. Whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, it's really all fine with me. Just know that I'm not holding on anymore. You can just be God. Thanks very much. And I said it kind of just like that with a little bit of an attitude. And within about 15 seconds, it's like, well, praise the Lord. That that one worked. Amen. You almost want to record it. You know what I mean? Video that. And just to remind yourself. Because, you know, we get into the heat of battle. Then you start getting right back. Father, I just thank you now. No, stop that. Just be real. Cry out to him. He loves a contrite heart. You know why he loves a contrite heart? Because that's a heart don't have any other way to go. Amen. You just put him first. So God is tangible. Yesterday we talked about God showing you pictures. Jesus walked in the hearing and seeing of heaven. So he walked by what? I don't do, we're going to see this in just a second. I don't do anything unless I see my father do it. I don't say anything unless I hear my father say it. So that means Jesus walked as a man and he was connected to God in such a degree that he could hear his father talk to him. So then he reiterated those words. He could see his father. In other words, there were images given to him. Images, pictures, imagination. Amen. And last night we showed you that Jesus made comment about someone that and this is pretty interesting, but he said, you know, if, if you're having images of committing adultery, uh, I consider that to be the same as committing adultery. Because, you know, the Pharisees were trying to say, you know, that we're holy in everything that we do. He said, well, let's take it to another level. If you even have the thought of doing it, it's as though you did it. So what is he saying? That's the power of your imagination. In other words, turn that around for good. And what does that say? But the possibility of you having imagination, getting excited about it, will produce an actual manifestation. You say, how could that work like that? Because God made you in his image and in his likeness. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, we were talking earlier and something the pastor may want to embellish on later on. But, you know, we were talking about this. Isn't it interesting with imaginations that the negative ones we actually believe in? And we'll have a negative imagination and we'll actually fight against it. In other words, we'll act in our life against just an imagination. So we'll work against it if fear comes. If an imagination of something really bad that's happening. We'll actually do things in our life to try to counter the idea that it's just a thought. It's just a thought. It's just an imagination. What's so big and bad about it? See, when it's on the negative side, we'll fight against it. When it's on the positive side, we say, well, I don't really know if that, if that works. That's, that's mystical. Huh? Same thing with words. Well, I'm not sure that that name it and claim it stuff works. And yet if I told you, then why don't you say for the next year, I'm the next person in my family to get cancer? Oh, I'd never say something like that. Well, how come? I thought, you know, words don't mean anything. Huh? I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my... I'd never say that. Why? Because it might happen. 
See, we fight against the negative because we actually believe in Im- images and we believe in words. But when you bring it over to the positive, I don't know what happens where the disconnect is. But all of a sudden now it's become mystical. You better be real careful about that. You could get devils. Well, my Lord, you've already got devils. It's time to get God. Amen. So these are some of the things that we've been sharing and talking about. And uh, that brings you kind of up to date here. Now. We got about 55 minutes before the Baptists get out, so done better hurry, right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, you all did so well back at the book table. I almost hate to say anything because it'll, it'll be gone really quickly, but uh, we do have a new book out, and I brought a whole bunch of them, but you bought almost all of them except four. And so it's called The Identity Crisis, a really good book. Um, very difficult to make continual good choices that continue to connect you if you don't know what's real and what's not. There's a book that came out years ago. I actually think it's still one of the best marriage books. It's called The Five Love Languages just because it's simple. Some of the books you know you read, it's just like, God, I mean, I'm on the fourth chapter and I feel like I've been beat up, like I'm reading a novel or something, you know? I mean... It's just wearing me out. I don't even want to finish the book. But the five love languages is easy to go through because it step-by-step step shows you that, that different personalities have different thoughts toward what is meaningful to them. And what's meaningful to you might not even compute to your wife or to your husband. You know, my wife, you know, as far as, you know, if I, if I touch her, because I'm like, you know, touch. If she touched me and just, just rubbed my shoulders and said, you know, I appreciate you with a, a kind word. I, the next thing I would do, I'd jump up and say, hey, let me get the trash for you. Let me go ahead and, and clean something for you. Let me, and what else can I do for you? Because I'm energized. That's just like totally did something for me, you know, because that says I love you, right? But if she looks at me and says, you know, take out the trash and take out that, that doesn't faze me. I mean, I'll do it, but that don't faze me. It's not like I'm feeling love while I do it. Huh? But see, I had, had to make an adjustment because those acts of service to her mean that I'm loving her. Now, I feel like it's kind of slave labor a little bit, you know? But nonetheless, I've learned to do things that I don't necessarily... And given to. Now, as a responsibility, I do those things anyhow as a man of the home, but I don't necessarily like them. But when I found out she likes them, now my, my doing them has a whole other appeal to it. Because I know I'm doing them and she's really getting benefit. She actually has feelings toward me. Feelings. <laughs> Nothing more than... Yeah, she has feelings toward me. And you know, when, when mama has feelings towards you, Come on, none of you men are helping me out. You, you act totally like, like you're disconnected from this. But you know what I'm saying. When mama has some feelings towards you, when, when your wife has feelings, that's a good thing. Right? It's a good thing. Come on, there's many things in a marriage that changes. Like, like, like you know, the second night of my, our honeymoon, and she put her cold feet on my leg, and it scared the life out of me because it was freezing. Okay, and I jumped in there. So what? No, she said, "Can can I put them there?" And I said, "Crying out loud, woman, are those your feet?" She said, "They are." I said, 
I said, are you breathing? And she said, why would you say that? I said, because no one's feet can be that cold if you're alive. And she said, you're so warm. Well, now 28 years later, it's like, stay on your side of the bed. You're too hot. Things change. And you've got to be able to work with the change, you know. I dug a hole. Amen. I'm going to try to get out of it real quick. My point in all this is, you know, for the, for the relationship to grow and actually have tangibility, you have to learn a different language. If you don't know that language, I mean, I remember, you know, I told you a story before, but I remember I came home one day, you know, this is in our first couple of months, and I was chipper as can be, couldn't wait to get home, be with my wife. You know, that's a, that's a fun, fun experience, you know, and you keep that alive, it can still be fun. And came home and just said, hey, how's everything going? She looked at me, she goes, just fine. And I said, well, that ain't fine. I said, what's wrong with you? And then I found out later, you're not supposed to say what's wrong with you. But as a New Yorker, I just cut to the chase. What's wrong with you? And she said, nothing. I said, I know better. I said, you're not fine. What's wrong with you? She said, nothing's wrong with me. I said, yes, it is. What's wrong with you? She said, will you just leave me alone? I said, fine. I got things to do. I'll see you later. And I was still happy. And I went and did a couple things, you know, for about a couple hours. Came back. I thought she ought to be A-OK. Walked in and said, how are you doing now? She said, I'm doing just fine. And I said, now what's wrong? And she looked at me and she said, you left. I said, what part of leave me alone means stay? She said, you're supposed to know that. I said, wait a minute, let's go over this again. Leave me alone means stay? She said, in this case it did. I said, what was I supposed to do if I stayed? You're supposed to put your arms around me and tell me everything was okay. I said, I was here. I was asking. She said, it's not the same. I said, oh, my dear God, it's not the same. I said, you could have told me you wanted your arms, my arms around you. She said, then I'd be telling you. I said, okay, I'm going to work on this. And I walked away and I said, Lord, it's easier to get a tongue and interpretation. This is a new language. And it's still not easier after 28 years. Because sometimes I come home and say, how are you doing? She says, fine. And I go to put, she goes, no, really, leave me alone. <laughs> so when you begin to see who you are in Christ and you begin to connect the dots, you're able to make the kind of decisions constantly because everything's about consistency. Come on, it works that way. One of the reasons why I'm not doing this boot camp thing that she's doing, you know, of course, every day she comes home going, oh, my God, I'm so sore. Well, who wants to do that? <laughs> you know, but one of the reasons why I'm not doing it is because there's no consistency because of my traveling schedule where I can build up week after week after week. So every time I, I miss a week and you come back, you literally feel like, you know, for like a whole week you can't sit down. I mean, that's miserable, you know. 
So I'm just kind of waiting until well, I'm off the road and not traveling as much. But everything's about consistency. And if you make constant choices to connect with God, it'll be easy to connect with God. You'll remember what it was like last time, and then it'll begin to build. We'll begin to have experiences where now you're experiencing things that you didn't even know and you weren't even prepared to know. Come on, this isn't as hard as we make it. We've just learned to allow Christianity to kind of take its own form without us being involved. And that's something we have to change. Amen. We needed people involved at the meetings. All of a sudden, we got 10%. That's not so much, but it's a whole lot more than what they're used to. Come on, think about it. Even in Jesus' ministry with thousands following him, how good did he really do? 120 people showed up at the upper room. That's not good percentages. Right? So we don't have a good track record in Christianity for those that actually pursue God on their own with regularity. So that's why we're teaching about it. Amen. So there's some good things back there. I won't say anything more. Let's go right into the scriptures here. I think you'll be really blessed this morning by some of the things that we're going to share. If you'll go in your Bibles over to John and chapter 10. While you're turning there, it's a fun uh, uh, chapter to read in Ezekiel chapter 34, 1 through 16. But it's a chapter where, where uh, God um, talks about and talks to the shepherds. So there is a real importance to the relationship between shepherds and sheep in the Bible. Um, if you have a little bit of an offense toward God because he considers you to be a sheep, uh, don't feel bad because I have had that too. Sheep aren't necessarily the sharpest knife in the drawer. There's not a lot to them. <laughs> Amen. You know, they just kind of uh, exist, you know. They don't take a lot of initiative. When they do, they're always in trouble. Huh? And this is kind of what we've been likened unto. But in this 34th chapter of Ezekiel, it's interesting because God talks against the shepherds who are not taking care of the sheep. So to ministers, this is a really important passage or leaders to show you that God expects that you would take not only the call to the sheep, but also the supply of God's spirit to the sheep to mend up the broken wounds and the broken bones, to bring back that which is lost, to cause that which is scattered to come back into the fold, to, to bring health, healing and victory into their lives. This is something that God expects. And yet what he's found here in this chapter is the shepherds were actually feeding themselves, prospering themselves, and the sheep were literally scattered, beaten, you know, uh, they were sick, they were diseased, they were ravished by, by uh, enemies, so on and so forth. You get the picture. In other words, uh, if you were to stand up and say, I am a good shepherd, and all your sheep <laughs> were, were very... Um, terribly taken care of, that would say that maybe you're not as good a shepherd as you think you are. Does that make sense? So in this passage, what I like about it is, is God says, since you won't take care of my sheep, I will. I will go after them. I will bring them back. I will heal their wounds. I will bind up their sorrow and so on and so forth. And I love that he's passionate 
about the relationship of a shepherd to the sheep. So let's read a few scriptures here to see how this fits in this weekend of where we've started. Over here in John, chapter 10, verse 1. And it says in the New King James Version, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door... but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep, notice these words here, the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers." Well, notice in there the things that God says and Jesus says about the sheep. Now, this is very interesting because he doesn't say that the sheep uh, might follow him or learning how to follow him. He just pretty well goes to the heart of it and says what? The sheep follow him. He doesn't say the sheep are learning to hear his voice. Sometimes they do, (laughs) sometimes they don't. He says, my sheep hear my voice. He doesn't say the sheep are learning to know him. It is a process. You know, seven steps to the three different reasons why you'd want to know God. You've got to get into my tape series. You need, you know, you need my CDs. You need my DVDs. You need 15 books. You've got to go through four courses. You have to take somebody's, you know, Bible school course. Online, if need needed, in order for you to know God. You just can't know God like that when you've just known him for a week, you know. We're the ones in the church who have known him for so long. Don't you see that we sit in the same seat every single Sunday and we park in the same parking spot? We kind of own this church, you know. We put so much money into it. kind of interesting how we perceive things to be because when you actually get to know him you can go very far and very fast and mr and mrs you know king king tut you know uh christians may have no answers to prayers whatsoever but been in the way for a long time in the way if you get my drift in the way for a long time notice how jesus thinks about this from the moment That you become a sheep. You know his voice. You know him. And you follow him. He doesn't leave any room for you to say, well, you know, I don't really know him. No, you're a liar. Jesus says you do. You don't have the right when you're a sheep to say, I don't know him. Because Jesus said you do. I don't hear his voice. I'm not good at that. Jesus said, you are. I don't really know how to follow him. I wish I do. Jesus said, you do. He doesn't leave any room for excuses. And the reason is because you can't have faith for something that, that is a variable. Because you don't know when it's up or when it's down. When it, when it works or when it doesn't. But if it's a constant, you can have faith for it. 
Now go with me a little bit more. Stay with me in this. The Message Bible, I like how it says it. He calls his own sheep by name, leads them out. When he gets all of them out, he leads them and they follow him because they are familiar with his voice. I like that. They are familiar. And notice what we read over here about the stranger. It says they do not know the voice of a stranger and will flee from him. Oh, my God, think about it for a second. We all, you know, if you, if you wanted to just, you know, have a play on words here, how many of us know the stranger's voice all too well? And we haven't really fled from him. We've run to him. We've perfected the art of running to the wrong side. Amen. We perfected the art of listening to the wrong thing. We were talking about imaginations. We'll fight against an imagination that comes against us that's negative as though it actually has a possibility of being real. And yet you take a positive uh, imagination that God has given you and you just say, well, I'm just really hoping that that'll work, you know. Not so sure. Huh? What does it say? We're familiar with his voice. I'm looking down now at the 14th verse. Notice it says this. I alone am the good shepherd, and I know those whose hearts are mine, for they recognize me and know me. And the Amplified says the same thing. I know and recognize my own, and my own know and recognize me. So now i got to tell you a little illustration. This illustration changed my perspective about being a sheep. And now I am thrilled to be a sheep. You say, what is it? I saw a video. I saw a video of a flock of sheep, probably a good 20 to 25. And they were about from here to the, to the door back there away. And they were eating in this pasture. And there was a uh, a rock fence that, you know, those old rock fences, sometimes there's stone slabs that they put together in the top. They would have the stones like little slabs of slate like this. But this one was one that was mortared together with round rocks. And those old uh, fences usually only came to about mid-thigh. They weren't very high. And on the other side of that little fence was a barbed wire fence. So it was a more modern fence that so was about chest level. But nonetheless, there are a bunch of strangers or visitors or, you know, people that were maybe on some tour or something. It looked like it might have been over in Ireland or Scotland or something like that because they were black sheep, black-faced sheep. And these people were there and taking pictures of the sheep and they were talking and everything and the sheep never once lifted their head to look at the people. Never once. In fact, you could see the people <coughs> cupping their hands and saying things to try to get their attention And yet, I have to give you this, I'd like to give you this in the worldly point of view, it would be really easy, but but I have to give you the G-rated version of this, that the sheep were all faced that way, giving the people that they didn't know a picture of this side of their body. I'd like to say it differently, but sorry, I have to be nice, okay? I'm a preacher. Just the fact that they were all faced this direction and never once lifted their head said something to me about what they thought about people that they did not know their voice and who were strangers. This is what you get to look at right here. And they're calling to them and they never once lifted up because it was the wrong voice. They didn't know them. And they were basically saying, this is what you can look at. Blank, my, blank. 
I said it. Sorry. <laughs> and all of a sudden in this video, I've come here a lot. If I never get asked back, it's okay. All of a sudden in this video, out of the left side, the shepherd walks in. And the moment he walked in, he said one word. And I've never, it's just the expression. If you, can, if you could see expression on animals, there was an expression on their face. All of a sudden, one lifted up. And the eyes looked, and they looked. And the, and the motions were all jerky motions. It wasn't like. <laughs> no, it was like, like this. And like all of a sudden, like this. And all of them then lifted and they all, heads were going like this. And as soon as they all saw, they just ran to him. And they didn't just run. It's almost like, you know, there was a skip in their step. It was just, it was, you know, somebody, I guess, is, is not the way I would say it. It, it was cute, but, but I wouldn't say it that way. It was precious. I wouldn't say that either. It was just awesome to see how they ran, kind of pranced toward the shepherd, how they lifted their heads, how they looked. But to the people that weren't real, They just literally blew them off. And all of a sudden, I looked at that and I thought, that's what I am. I'm a sheep. Now, they didn't learn that. He didn't spend time where they were growing up saying, if if, if someone comes that's not, you you just point your rear end to them. (laughs) Let's work on this. And then the little one, no, 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 no. And he pointed back this, no, 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 no. And, and he worked like for hours to get them to look this way when there's a stranger back here. No, he, it's all in their genetic code. It's inward. It's innate in a sheep. I'm telling you, you got to get excited about this. When God made sheep, he made them to be able to lock into one voice, one sound, to know one thing and to follow it. And everything else, they literally turn their back on. That's in the sheep. They didn't have to learn it. It's a part of their DNA. And when Jesus came to live in our hearts, he reconstructed our DNA so that we would hear his voice, we would know him, and instinctively we would follow him. And if anything else came, we literally would say, here you go, buddy, right here. That's not what you work on. I'm working on Stop working on it. If you're working on it, you're in your own way. I'm trying. Stop trying to hear his voice. You're in your own way. In other words, if you're trying to hear something that you innately hear, then the effort that you're putting into trying to hear is counterproductive. Because if I have to try to hear something that I hear, I'm saying that I don't believe that I hear it. And he says that you hear him, so he's wanting you to pick up the baton and say what he says and think like he thinks, and you'll have what he says to be true. I do hear his voice. I'm a sheep for crying out loud. I've been tuned into, amen, from heaven into God's sound. I've been hotwired to hear God. Amen. I've got, I've got a GPS that only knows his voice and that only follows his lead. Amen. Is this difficult? Should be the easiest thing in the world. Why? Because you recognize that you're a sheep. And all of a sudden, being a sheep wasn't so bad. 
Then all of a sudden, when I saw that, I started relaxing about wanting to hear the Father's voice, wanting to follow him better. And then the next thing you know, what comes out of that? You start following him. You start hearing him. You start knowing him. Because, see, they that know their God will be strong and do exploits, Daniel eleven thirty two 32 says. So what constitutes having a connection with God? Knowing him, hearing his voice, following him. What constitutes you having a prayer answered? God being real. Well, is he real to the sheep? That's how God made a sheep. God made a sheep so that when it has a shepherd, it literally gets tuned into that shepherd's voice, the shepherd's sound, the smell of the shepherd. All of it, you get tuned into that. It becomes real to you. My wife and I are talking to a friend of ours up in Woodland Park, Colorado, and, and, and all of a sudden this thought, see a thought? We got, went to Hardy's just so I could get a biscuit on the way here. And, um, and as soon as I got out of the car, I saw this guy, you know, with, with uh, oxygen and everything. And he's trying to make his way in. And just a thought came. Pray for him. It wasn't a word. It was just a thought. And a vision attached to it. So I went in and I got my thing. And as soon as I got my biscuit, I'm on the way out. He just looked at me and said, well, how, how are you doing today? And I said, I'm just doing dandy. How are you doing? And he said, well, I'm blessed. I said, then be more blessed. Give me your hand right now. And I cursed that thing, command that thing to dry up in him, for him to be well, for him to be healed, for him to be well. He goes, my God, you just made my day. Amen. Something so, we're looking for big, huge, we're looking for fireworks. And God's trying to get us to pay attention to the smallest of little things that are right in front of our face. That's what builds the relationship, the small things. Come on, even with your husband and your wife, think about it. It's the small little things that you do that mean something. Come on, just, just, just the other day, you know, Erin uh, said something to me and she said it in a way that could have caused me to want to react. And I just blew it off, you know, and didn't even think about it and just laughed and kind of went on. And then all of a sudden she sent me, you know, a little text because I had already left, you know, sent me a little text just to say, last night you could have said something to me and I didn't say what I, I needed to say right to you. I was, I was too harsh and I, I'm sorry for that. I shouldn't, she said, and you easily could have said something, but you didn't. And that really meant something to me because you trusted me. I just want you to know how much I appreciate that. Well, now I'm away and she said something nice. <laughs> You know, I don't really want you now, baby. Come on over here. You know, you just said something nice. You just put some love in my tank. You know what I mean? Shoot, I ain't around to do anything with it. It's just the little tiny things that start to add up that make stuff so good and so real. And man, I mean, think about when you were trying to marry that girl before you were engaged to her. You did those little things because you knew you had to do those little things to just get the edge because someone else could have done those things too. Huh? And then once you get her, you know, you, then you think you, you don't have to do those things anymore. Brother Hagen said, you know, you can always quiet down a rowdy crowd by talking about sex, money, or marriage. <laughs> Y'all looking a little lumpy right now. <laughs> Look over to Romans chapter 6 for a second. Let me just show you something Paul said. And then this will be actually a shorter sermon today because I think you're getting this. And, and there's all kinds of people who are going to get healed in this service right here t- today. 
There's going to be some stuff that's going to come off people. God's been downloading me things just in prayer time. I got so much stuff, I said, Lord, hold on. I can't remember all that. You'll have to just give it to me when we're in the service. You say, why don't you write it down? Ah, it'd be too much work. <laughs> Romans chapter 6 and verse 10 to 11 in the Message Bible. Listen to this. When Jesus died, he took sin down with him, but alive he brings God down to us. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. Is that up there? It is. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. Think about that for a moment. Come on, we're talking about God gives you words. God gives you pictures. Jesus walked by what? He heard what his father said, so that's what he said. He saw what his father did, so that's what he did. I'm telling you, there are opportunities every day for us to connect with God. There's things that he wants you to say. You could just be in tune with them. How do you get in tune with those things? You have to open up your heart and mind to the idea that they're there. If you don't believe they're there and you live life like hit me over the top of the head with a cherry or an apple that falls off the tree to let me know I'm supposed to do something, it won't work for you. You'll have an experience, but it'll be an experience. When, when, when did you have that life? 1955. See, it'll be one of those type of deals. Every once in a while, you got lucky, and the cherry hit you on the top of the head, and my God, it was God. Praise the Lord. And you cry and you weep over it. But it could be every day. Every day. I see my wife, you know, once every four years. Praise the Lord, brother. That's a great marriage. <laughs> Right? Or do you talk to her every day? Come on, remember, the connection with God. Remember this. It's called time, tangibility, and shared experiences. That's a connection. Time, tangibility gives you an experience. When I'm with my wife, I always have an experience. Because the time I'm with her and the tangibility, we've talked about something that I can share. We've done something together that we have an experience. We can say this is what we got from the store together. This is the decision that we made together. We held hands together. It was wonderful. We have wonderful feelings about each other. That's the reason why we're sitting so close to each other tonight because we actually spent time with each other today. Come on, those days, those first, in those first couple of months, you know, I'd say things like, honey, love you while my, while my golf clubs are on the back of my shoulder. And that word, I love you, came with such joy. I love you. (laughs) Well, I started to learn. That didn't go over well. What was wrong with that picture? I said I loved her, and I really meant it. But I was excited about leaving her when I said I loved her. So maybe the next time, I ought to actually stay. I figured that out. It was rocket science to me. I had to work on that. Some people hadn't figured that out even yet. She said, why aren't you playing golf today with your buddies? I wanted to stay with you. Okay, I just had points. It was like the evening went better. Everything went better. Does it mean you can't ever play golf again? No, it just means it's the little tiny things where you make a connection. And the more connections you have and the more testimonies you have, the further your relationship goes in what? In tangibility. 
And we've not allowed our relationship with God to be like this. You can't have a relationship with God once a week. And we've made people, I'm sorry, I have to admit, I'm sorry, I've been a part of this. We've made people think the relationship with God had to do with 15 chapters of day of reading, you know, four, four CD sets and all this work. And it's not. It's a simple acknowledgement to a person that I really like that you're with me and I'd love for you to actually get involved in everything I do. Because there's another verse that tells us that in just a moment. But I want you to see this because the next part says this. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue and you hang on every word. Is there anybody in this room here that speaks another language besides English? Yes, you do. What is your language? I've never heard that language before. I'm sorry. Is that Filipino? It's, it's what? Indian. Uh, do you speak it fluently? Would you, would you mind joining me? Would that be too much to come up here and, and, and do something with me? This will be a really awesome uh, illustration for everybody. I do this when you can stand right there with me. I do this when it, when it comes to praying in other tongues, you know. But it also works for this particular experiment right here, which is uh, sin uh, is a dead language and means nothing to me. Um, your language with God, it's a mo- your mother tongue is your new language with God and you hang on every word. So I'm going to ask you if you would praise the Lord in your language and I'm going to praise the Lord in my language. Okay? And I want to see the effect that it has on everybody. Okay? Would you do that with me? Let's start, and I won't be too loud. I'll, I'll, I'll quiet down a little bit, okay? Let's, let's just begin to do that. Father, I thank you for the goodness of God. You have to speak a little louder because I'm on a microphone. I thank you, Lord, for the goodness of God. I thank you for the trees that cause us to see how beautiful they are. And the birds that fly in the air, especially, Lord, those hawks. I love hawks. I love falcons. I love eagles. It reminds me of, Lord, your majesty. And I love, Lord God, seeing the clouds in the sky, especially on a hot day when the breeze comes. It reminds me, Lord, that you refresh my soul. I love it, Lord, being by a waterfall. It reminds me that you've taken my sin away and that your mercies are new every morning. You were really going, weren't you? (laughs) Holy smokes. You went home, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is a picture of heaven when, you know, I I love it when all languages, everybody, all over the world, you know, we praise God. This is what we will do in heaven. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So stay right here with me. Uh, now here's, she got me caught up. <laughs> you ruined my sermon. <laughs> but I'm going to do the best I can to recover. So here's the interesting thing. Did, did anybody hear anything about falcons and about hawks and about eagles? Did anybody hear anything about waterfalls? Did anybody hear anything about a hot day but a beautiful breeze that comes to cool you and refresh you? Did anybody hear any of that? See, here's the thing. Because I'm speaking your language, your mother tongue, you can hang on every word. Now, you're listening to her, but it's noise. Did anybody hear with distinction what she said? No. Did you catch the spirit of what she said? Yes. But you didn't catch distinction. When you're a sheep, 
noise is going on all over the place. But you hear with distinction your father. You're always tuned in. It's like being lost at a fair and you hear the word, Jimmy! And all of a sudden you go, that's dad. (laughs) Huh? I could always hear his voice. Didn't matter who else was there. As soon as I heard it, boom, I knew he was there. And I'd run to him because I knew that voice. There were all kinds of voices, all kinds of distractions. But I wanted to show you here that hearing another voice, even though you caught her spirit, because that part's not fair, okay? Because she's filled with the Holy Ghost. And as she began to speak, you could feel, you didn't even, if I stopped speaking, you would have been blessed listening to her. Because you heard her spirit in communion. Woo, glory. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That part I got caught up in too. But the part of our illustration was to show you that her language did not come to your ears as your mother tongue and you hung on every word because you didn't know the words. But you hung on my words because it became clear to you. And that is a picture of being a sheep. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Amen. How many of you could say that you would enjoy praising the Lord with her anytime? Woo! Glory, glory, hallelujah. Make you want to stop and service go a different direction. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Does that make sense, what we just did? This is what it means. How many are glad to be a sheep? I mean, I fought that for a long time until I saw that video. I mean, for years, my whole Christian life. A sheep? Really? Come on. Give me a break. Couldn't you have done a little better than that? A little better. Just a little better. I'd be happy. A sheep? I mean, at least I'm not a llama. But sheep? (laughs) At least I'm not a llama. Look at the next verse here. Romans 6, 22. We'll be done in just a couple minutes. But now that you've found that you don't have to listen to sin tell you what to do and have discovered the delight of listening to God telling you. What a surprise. Look at that. The delight of listening to God telling you what to do. What a surprise. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 in the message says, Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do everywhere you go. Is he really speaking like that? Everything you do everywhere you go, listen to his voice. So see, if your ears are open to it, you're going to what? You're going to hear it. Now, I know we said this last night, but it applies to this as well. How many of you men have ever had the experience where your wife was talking, but you weren't paying attention? (laughs) She goes, raise your hand. (laughs) I'm so sorry. If I could have foreseen that, I would have said it a different way. But everybody knows the guy in the purple shirt. Just got handled. Amen. (laughs) We've all done that. And that's kind of a frustrating thing to have her look at you and say, are you even paying attention to me? And the worst part is when you say, yes. Well, what I say? Uh. (laughs) 
come on, think of this. When I'm around my wife, I, I have my antennas up because out of respect and love for her, not out of fear, we don't have a relationship of fear. We don't. We don't have that. We don't compete with each other. We don't have a relationship with fear. I am not afraid of addressing my wife if I think that something's wrong, and she is not afraid of addressing me. She's Dutch, so she does that. Well. <laughs> Amen. Too well. But anyhow, we're not afraid. We do talk with each other. We communicate, okay? But out of respect, because I don't like it when I'm not paying attention. It's just my mind actually has lots of thoughts in it. The other day I was looking at her and she was just kind of staring and I thought, oh my God, you know, I wonder what she's thinking about. So I said, hey, hon, what are you thinking about? She said, wow, nothing. And I said, no, no, what I mean is what are you thinking about? And she said, I'm not thinking about anything. I said, that's impossible. What are you thinking about? She said, I'm really not thinking about any. How long have you not been thinking about it? She said, I don't know. I think probably a couple of hours. I said, that's impossible. Because I'm thinking about the whole world. He's got the whole world in his hands. I mean, I'm thinking about the whole world and all the troubles and all the problems, and I'm solving it constantly. And she's not thinking about anything. That's one of the reasons why if my wife and I were praying about something, if whatever she gets is usually 100% right. Why? Because she doesn't have a thought in her mind. And the one that comes is from God. I have to weed through, is that me? Is that me? Is that me? Whoo, there's God. It's a blessing to not have a lot in your mind. So here we are. And when I'm with her, I want to be respectful. What does that mean? If she says something, I have had multiple times where I said, yeah, did you say something? Would you need something? She said, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Chloe. But I heard her voice. And I thought she was speaking to me. How come you spoke up so quickly? Because I didn't want her to say, are you, not, are you not paying attention? Out of respect, I wanted to pay attention. Now, here's the cool part. You'll never have God say, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> which is actually kind of nice, you know. Because the thing is, is he is. So what's he saying? What picture is he giving your heart? Because he's giving you one. Even right now. Even right now, he's saying something to you. It may be an impression. It may be a thought. It may be a vision. It may be words. But he's saying something. And see, as a minister, I stand up here and then I operate in the same thing. That's exactly why I would say, you know, I saw somebody this morning, and when you swallow, it feels like there's, there's a, a lump or something in your throat, like something's kind of caught in your throat. Is there someone like that here uh, this morning? Having problems swallowing. Is that you? Amen. And so I saw that there's somebody that has pain behind the eye, and it comes and it goes, and it's attached to migraines, and you want this to leave you once and for all. Is there someone like that here this morning? Amen? You want that to go? It'd be really nice to have it leave and be gone for good, wouldn't it? 
to be able to wake up every day and not have to kind of have the imagination and the fear that's attached to the imagination of what if this was one of the days where I was caught in the middle of driving somewhere and all of a sudden that thing showed up and happened, what would I do? And sometimes we actually get into a preventative mode, so you've actually had the thoughts of if that happened, I'd have to pull over to the side of the road and make a quick phone call to say I'm having some trouble. You've actually seen what you would do even before it happens which is the same thing we do about uh, it's flu season, so we go and get something to put in our cabinet just in case something happens. You see, we're responding to things that haven't even happened yet. Why don't we turn that whole thing over to God and respond to things that we haven't seen because then you're going to see healings, deliverances. You're going to see yourself walking in peace and in joy and all that heaviness will leave you and there's no more fear around you. I'm telling you, these things are the way that Jesus walked. If he walked this way, then we can walk this way. We can get God to become tangible in our life until we literally can raise our hands, both hands, and say, I've got scores of testimonies and if I told them all to you, we wouldn't have enough time in the service. So I'll just tell you my most recent one, which happened on my way to church. Glory to God. Amen. And all of a sudden, we're starting to get the idea as the paradigm shifts that everybody should start hearing something and seeing something and your little connections to God, one after the other, start producing an atmosphere of the presence is here always. You walk into it. You feel it. You know Him. You hear Him. And then if there's issues in your life that you haven't seen victories for, look at how your faith begins to build toward a God that's meeting me every day. So then why would I look at what I haven't seen as though it's a mountain when there are no mountains? I'm telling you, it begins to solve problems. So we'll we'll minister to you. We'll minister to you. And there were also people that had any type of bone problems, muscles and joint problems. We want to minister to you. There's some people here, you know, if you could have a chiropractor, they'd make a correction on you. You know you need a correction. Is there anyone that needs a correction? Like if you had a chiropractor, you would you would be in a line. If he said, I've got a I got a little thing set up over here, you come over here and I'm going to correct you after the service. You would? You would? Anyone else would? You would, you would, you would. Well, God wants to make corrections to your bones. Amen. Next, they're going to pop. Have you ever had that? I laid hands on somebody and pop, 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 pop. And you could feel it underneath my hand. They said, oh, my God, my neck just popped. Who did that? Amen. God dispatches angels that will put you into one of those twisted holes and just crack you just like that. It's going to be violent. It's going to be awesome. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Amen. I like those guys. I work with them. Amen. They're my assistants. Amen. My partners in crime. Wow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Who is anyone here? This is another thing I got. Uh, An infection, like a bladder infection, that you've had them, and you've had more than one of them in your life, and it's something that can kind of come and go in your life as well. It's this type of bladder infection. Has anybody at all had anything like that? Or you need to be set free from that? Amen. Is that right? Amen. Is it something that's often? Wow, we're going to thump that out of you. So take your glasses off. Amen. I don't want to hurt you. Yeah, I'm serious. Take them off. I take them off now and get ready. Amen. Something's going to happen. I'm not sure what, but something is going to happen with you. 
Amen. Wow, we've got a few things to get going on already. Come on, let's get rid of that swallowing. And you just it's just like like irritating. Let's get rid of that. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what else is going to leave you? And you know, I, I have an inkling that there is a lot of individuals here that are struggling with a spirit of fear. It's like I can smell it. And I want that gone. Anybody want that gone? You're struggling with a spirit of fear. There may be some that are struggling with unbelief. You want to believe, but you're even afraid you won't believe. Has anybody ever been there? That's a real heinous place to be. You know you're a believer. You should believe, but you're afraid you might not be able to believe. Really? I mean, the devil gives us some really stupid things, and we buy into them. Isn't that terrible? I've bought into some of those things before. That's a horrible thing to buy into. Why in the world would we, would we think that way? Why would we act that way? And yet, that's exactly what happens. We let the devil mess with us. So if there's some of you with a spirit of fear here this morning, you don't think twice. You get up here, lick it or split. As soon as we call that out, God wants to set you free. But as far as you're concerned right now, thank God no fear will ever come about. That's it right there. God, fire, come on. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sis, come on up here and get set free. Amen. And that's your husband right there. Sir, do you know her to have some of these things? You come on up with her too. You stand right next to her if you don't mind. Amen. And I don't know why I'm having you come up, but praise the Lord. I just know God's going to touch you too. All right? I'll pray for you if you don't mind. Amen. This is going to leave you right here and right now. And I perceive, tell me if I'm wrong, but it's okay if I am. All right? You know, I give myself the right to be wrong, which is the reason why God helps me to be more right than wrong, if that makes sense. But I perceive about you that you are someone that takes a care and that there's fear that's trying to mess with you. Is that correct? My dog just got hit by a car last week. Yeah. And her spine is broken. Yeah. So um, we have decided that we're going to try to keep her yeah. in that state with a paralyzed rear. And yeah. We are we're, we're worried about how yeah. that's going to go. Well, let's, 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 I'm going to lay hands on your hands too, okay? In just a second, you go lay hands on your dog, okay? But in the name of the Lord Jesus... God, well, that's it, man. I'll tell you what. You don't even need a prayer. God just touched you. Your heart's so open and your mind's so ready for God to touch you. He just did. And all that dissipates, disappears. Praise the Lord. You take this wonderful glory even to your dog. And you command that spine to come alive in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for this man right now. And I pray over his life. And I thank you, Father God, for success in this man's life. Go from one success to the next. You give him ideas. You give him thoughts. And I thank you, Father, that there's things inside of his heart he's not even yet experienced that he has inside, that, he's, that you've given him as a plan. And from this day forward, Lord, I thank you that you'll bring those things out. You'll provide a way. And you'll make a way for him to actually walk in some of these wonderful things that are in his heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's good. That's good. What about you? My spirit of fear. Um, I lost my mama. Yeah. Okay. So if you've had fear, come on up right now. And um, Come on up right now if you've had fear. Last week. If there's problems with your bones and joints, if you need some type of an adjustment, you come on up as well. And you come up, the adjustments, come on up over to my right and your left. All right? And uh, I had last, 
last week at work they had called 911. I was having chest pain. Right. And them thoughts be. Yeah, well, see, that's just all anxiety and stress and fear. You don't need any of that. In the name of Jesus, I just come in. That's it right there. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Fear? Amen. You ready to get rid of that? It's a spirit, so we command it to go. In the name, command that to leave you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You ready for that to go? Hallelujah. Spirit of fear has no... That's it. Jesus. Woo! Glory. Is, is that on you? Trying to get on you? Trying to mess with you? Amen. Hallelujah. We can break that thing. It comes right off you now in Jesus' name. Amen. No more. That mess with you too, sir? In the name, I command that fear to leave you. No longer bind. That's it. Amen. God just touched you. And what about you? Same thing? Joints. Huh. Joints? All the time. Yeah? Every day. Hurting? Yes. Put your hands in my hands. Hallelujah. You know jumper cables are. Right? Yes, yes. Well, God's electricity coming right through me. Right into your bones and muscles through your hands. Hallelujah. He said believers lay hands on the sick. So there must be something about the hands that trans... That's it right there, sir. I felt that go into you. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Come on, bend with me. I'm telling you, God just did something that you can do what you haven't done in so long. Hallelujah. Glory. Woo. What's going on with those knees? They're working. <laughs> They're working. They better be. You're doing something. <sighs> What's happening? Something, something's going on. I mean, you can pick them up and put them down, can't you? Hallelujah. When's the last time you've done that without pain? It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> Woo! There's an aisle right there. And if I were you, you don't have to go fast, but I'd go ahead and just make the devil pay for it. How was that? Man, this is a new day for you. I'm just trying to make sure you're happy about it. Hey Amen. You didn't have a lot of expression. I was just making sure you weren't mad about it. I mean, one lady, you know, her daughter had scoliosis and God healed her and, and raised her up four inches taller, just like that. Her spine. And her mother came to me and said, look at these hems. Do you know what you, what you caused me to do? I'm going to have to take, take down all her hems. And I looked at her and said, you want it to go back the way it was? That shut her up real quick. Amen. Fear? Really? Man, I'm proud of you the way you're up here singing and everything. I mean, you're, you're tackling them one after another. But anything that comes, it'll just leave you right now. Amen. I can guarantee you that for sure. Father, th well, that's it right there. Jesus, set you free. Praise the Lord. How about you? Fear? Um, my, my knee. Your knees? My, my And ankles? I have... I have uh, Arthritis. You said I have what? Arthritis. Arthritis? Yeah. Yeah? Yes. You going to keep it? No. Are you going to give it away? Yeah. I just want to make sure because <laughs> sometimes people like, you know, their stickers that they can get a closer parking spot. <laughs> I want to be healed, Lord, but I don't want to give this up. <laughs> Is there a way that I can keep this? My God, you ought to park in the back 40 and just be so happy that you can walk without pain. Walk the whole way. 
See, this, this, this is the ridiculousness of our society. That, you know, you'll have like an Arby's and they'll have all that kind of food that's not necessarily good for you. And then they'll have this little healthy menu. Now, what if you pulled up, you know, to the drive-thru and said, I'll have one of those healthy wraps. And they said, well, if you're going to order from the drive-thru on the healthy menu, you actually have to park and walk in. I ain't parking and walking in. I'll go to McDonald's and find their healthy menu. And then you go to McDonald's and say, I'd like that, that healthy wrap there, that healthy menu. And they say, well, if you're going to come to the drive-thru and order from the healthy menu, you have to park and walk in. I ain't parking and walking in. See, look at the absurdity of it. I want to be healthy, but I can't get out of my car to go get it. And I'm mad because they won't just serve it to me. See what I mean? See, these are mentalities that don't work with God. But we've, we've, we've been in a world that spins it so well that we don't realize we operate in this type of thinking sometimes and we're trying to get something from God, but, our, but the way that we're thinking is totally opposite. Does that make sense? Wow, thank you, Lord. Well, you know what? You've been standing up here. Hallelujah. I don't know if God's at your seat, but he's certainly up here in this front. You ought to be experiencing healing right now. Why don't you give me, my, give me your hands? Amen. Lord Jesus, you want a religious prayer or do you want one that will work? You didn't hear, she didn't hear me. Do you want a religious prayer or do you want one that will work? You didn't understand that, sorry. Yeah, one that works, amen. She didn't, she didn't, it wasn't her mother tongue, amen. Jesus healed me. Hey, amen. It's a good thing I'm not Southern, or she really wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. He eats like a Pac-Man. I know you can't understand this, but he eats like a Pac-Man arthritis. He just chomps that up right now. In Jesus' name, I'm starting to feel something happen in your knees right now. I'm starting to feel something happen in your knees. I'm starting to feel something happen in your knees. Thank you, Lord. Come on, lift up your feet right now. Lift up your feet right now. Now do this. Watch. Lift up. Go down. Lift up. Go down. Lift up. Go down. Now bend down. Now come back up. Lift up. Down. That's one. We got a set of ten. (laughs) Up. Can you ask her what's happening? Huh? Good. Good? Yeah. Is good like really good or just kind of partly good? Now you're good or... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, well then come here with me. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. We got to finish the service, so hurry up. <laughs> How's that? Is that still good? Yeah. Yeah, no one's looking, I promise. <laughs> Can you ask her right now how she's doing? Good. Good. Tell her Jesus is her healer. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Can we lift your hands and give God praise? Amen. Hallelujah. Do you need healing, minister? What's that? You're just assisting. Thank you so much. All right. Fear? Is that what it is? Neck. Adjustment. Amen. Amen. Think God will do something? Oh, man, absolutely. No, I could try something, but that, well, maybe not, right? Maybe not. Maybe not. I tried it on myself sometimes and hurt worse than I did before I, I tried it, so it's not good. You know. 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Now, I'd be an absolute fool to do that to someone that's hurting unless God actually would get involved. Start to move there, sir. Start to move this side. Start to move again. Amen. He's working it out in you right now. Loosening you up. Setting you free. Move your head back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on forward. Do it a couple more times. Let's just lift our hands and thank God. He's doing something in this gentleman. And he's touching his body. And he's freeing up his neck. That thing had been bound for a long time, hasn't it? Huh? And it's been a source of pain for a long time, hasn't it? Amen. Amen. On a scale of 1 to 10, what's happening? Better. I think it's gone. That's kind of cool, isn't it? That's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Is that your dad? That's your uncle. He's a real deal, isn't he? So if he says it's gone, something's gone, right? I appreciate that. Amen, I do too. What do you need? Um, I got a lot of anger. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go. Yeah. Amen. I want it to go too. Amen. Thank God because of Jesus, He actually sees that you've never been a sinner. You've never made a mistake. Now that's pretty amazing. Because everybody we know would tell us we kind of screwed up. Right? That's the way of the world. He'll tell you where you messed up, how you messed up, and the reason why you messed up, and you're an idiot for doing so. Jesus just look at you and love you and tell you, son, I don't see anything but an amazing, perfect person with a perfect heart, with a heart as big as Dallas. Amen. Now, let's, go, let's get out of Dallas. A heart as, heart as big as Charlotte. Amen. You notice I didn't say Lancaster. Amen. Heart as big as Charlotte. So take some of this in the name of Jesus. I come well, That's it right there. Fire on you. Woo! Glory. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. Hips popping in and out. Can can you try to make it do it on demand? I can't. You can't? It's just randomly. It's just randomly. Amen. We'll take some of this, honey. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And just take God's love to your heart and his peace to your mind. Praise the Lord. How about you? Fear, unbelief. Fear, unbelief. That that messes with you, doesn't it? I saw you raise your hand like Yeah, it's a terrible thing, isn't it? <laughs> the devil make you afraid of actually believing. Like your believing wouldn't work. But what if it would? Right? People say to me all the time, well, what happens if you miss it? I say, well, I'd be a part of your club. Because everybody has, right? If you look at it right, then it takes the fear away. What if you're wrong? Well, what if I'm right? See? So in the name, I command that. That's it right there. Let God touch you. Fear to come out of you. Amen. If your heart is full of faith... How about you? Joints? How old are you? Hey, man, your joints got so much oil you can give some away at your age. 
Amen. Take this in Jesus' name. Not another pain. Not another pain. Amen. In the name of the Lord. Now, come on over here. What joint was, was bothering you? Right there? Oh, that's simple. Come on, let's just do some, some calf raises. Hey, man, when's the last time you've done that? Now go on one foot. Come on. How's that? It's good? Does it hurt? No? Amen. Maybe you're okay. Is it possible? Amen. It's time to get bones and joints corrected, isn't it? Fear and unbelief. Fear and unbelief. Command that Jesus' name. Wow, thank you, Lord. Man, I feel His presence going into you right now. Hallelujah. Not only, that's right, clearing the runway for God to land. That's what happens when that fear and unbelief leaves you. Clearing the runway for your body to start working like it ought to work. Hallelujah. Wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I feel like I need prayer against the spirit of death. Death? I thought I was dying on Friday. I open the door to it and I can't get rid of it. Yeah. Well, those are imaginations that come to steal from you, don't they? Yeah. Amen. You know Jesus as your Savior, don't you? The devil tells me I don't. Do you believe that he's the Son of God? I do. Do you believe he died for you? That he took all your sin on the cross? Do you believe that? Do you believe that through Jesus himself that you can have an experience with God. Do you believe that? Yes. Do you know it to be so? Well, then I thank God right now if you know that to be so and you've actually asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. That you're not only saved, but you're healed. And you don't have to be afraid of death. And I'm not telling you you're going to die. I'm just trying to tell you, let's take away the fear of death. Amen. If you're going to yes. die, then die and enjoy Jesus. That's how I look at it, right? I mean, that's not that's not loss. Paul called it gain. Because the believer is then with the Lord. But why live a life where you're afraid of dying? Be better to be in the grave. So I thank God right now that fear comes off you. You do know Him. He is. That's it right there. That's it right there. Jesus. Now just relax in His presence. And even your bones and joints will feel the joy of healing Oil of gladness. His presence. How about you? I got a lot going on. Um, I was in a wreck in 2014. And yeah. I feel come on, uh, on the freeway. Yeah. But um, I got a lot going on on my body. Boys, um, you need some corrections and stuff? Yeah, I saw that this morning. <laughs> and, and, wow. What What if he could just crack, 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 and all of a sudden, wow, the head moves, the heart healed strengthened in Jesus name no longer afraid you can twist mm, glory to God hallelujah you haven't done some of these moves in a while glory 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 and now you can even bend over and watch what the Lord does go ahead you can bend over don't even try to protect your body when it would normally hurt because the Lord's got you amen I'll say it one more time don't even try to protect that just bend over because the Lord's got you Hallelujah. He's real. He's real. One more time. The Lord's got you. He's real. Now, look at me. From the first time I made you bend over and there was some pain to the last time you bent over, 
What was the di difference? Well, I felt them pop up here. Uh-huh. I'm still having pain down here. You're still having pain down lower, right? Yeah. Come on, Katie. Katie will put her hand right oh. there where it is. Okay? Katie's right behind you. Two different you. areas. Yep. Hip, uh, fourth and fifth. Yep. fifth down here. Yeah, you know too much about it. You even know the numbers. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Stay plugged in for just another moment. It means everything to watch. Wow, glory. Amen. When I'm saying wow, I just sense that the presence of God is continuing to saturate her body, going into her, setting her free. Amen. Giving her victory. Yes, victory. Well, move that head around because you said the five and the seven or whatever it was. Let's get on the... That's, 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 that's different, isn't it? Start yeah. moving it around. Uh, it, different down the arm? Well, no. I was, uh, I was having pain down there. Pain down that arm? Yeah, All right. I was having trouble lifting it up. Well, maybe we just need, hadn't done it for a while. We need to get the get those joints oiled up again. Amen. And just let Jesus oil up that body. Woo, glory, glory. Now, look at me. Is, it a, is there a possibility at all that you could bend over this time and what was hurting you so bad in the back would leave you? Is that even possible that it could leave? Oh yeah. <laughs> it is, right? I don't think it's possible with God. Yeah, yeah. Well let's just let's just for a second, you and me together, give him praise that it's even possible. Because some people can't even go there. They've hurt so bad they can't even imagine. So let's it's even possible. thank you, Father, that it's possible. All things are possible. <laughs> yeah, this is possible. Glory to God. The back being completely whoo, healed is possible. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You believe that? It's possible? He said all things are possible to him that believes. Amen. You keep on holding that back there. Maybe you should get rid of the idea that that's even there. I mean, in other words, put a thought in your mind that I'm so healed, I'll never have to reach back. Thank you. See it in your mind. I don't reach back anymore. I just reach forward. Hallelujah. I'm not looking for the pain. I'm thanking God that it's not there. Amen. And you change the way you see it. The change the way you feel it. Your emotions change because now you don't have to hurt. My God, what would you do if you didn't hurt? How would you act? Would you just... Hallelujah. You would. You would. Amen. You give Him praise. You give Him praise. Well, why don't you do it like as though it didn't hurt? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, don't you think His name is worth, is worth being pain-free? Yes. Start to bend over right now. Just start. Now come back up. Come back up. Wait. Don't get ahead of me. My God. You're going to do the whole thing at once. Just start a little bit. Now come back up. Now go a little bit more. Woo, all the way half. Now go half. At least half. That's right. Now go all the way. In Jesus' wonderful name. Go all the way. In Jesus' name. Now if you don't go all the way this time, I jump on your back. It is up. Huh? Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to command you. Just take that hand and slap, slap that hand. Tell that hand you stop looking back there and you stop feeling back there. Stop that. Stop that. Now, that hand's going to praise the Lord. It's not going to reach back here and go like this. It's going to praise the Lord. So it's got a new, move, new movement now. You're so used to going back here. Hallelujah. Are you seeing, are you seeing what's happening? What about your arm? Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what about your arm. There's a whole bunch of folks right here I'm going to minister to. And okay. you stay. No, no. You don't go anywhere. You stay right there. And you just give him praise. Because what he's doing in your back, in your neck, 
the five and the seven, he's also doing in this arm right here. More than you know. So just choose to believe in the possibility again, all right? This young man right here, what's up? You doing okay? Got a little knuckles for me? I don't know if they still do that, you know, anymore. He wants me to tell you. He's, um, he started having really bad nosebleeds. Um, nosebleeds? Wednesday night at here, we had to call the ambulance for him because he was throwing up blood, too. Yeah. And he had another really bad, he had two nosebleeds yesterday, and he threw up again last night. Your nose isn't big enough to bleed. <laughs> I wish my kids got my wife's nose. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful, precious Lord. From this day forward, this little boy can run right into a wall and not bleed. And I thank you, Lord, that his heart is full. His life is full. And Jesus is full in him. No room for any of this stuff. In your precious name, I thank you. Amen. What a precious little boy. Amen. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Amen. The same way, the exact same way that you connected with him when you were with me, the same feelings and the same emotions. Bring those back right now. Close your eyes and see those emotions and see those feelings and the way that you felt and how that you saw heaven as all one voice with many languages and many people. And there was no division. It was just all one, just like we are here. See, that'll take that right away. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I Hallelujah. just went to the chiropractor uh-huh. Wednesday, and I got to go back tomorrow. Uh-huh. But they did a bunch of tests. Now, excuse me for a moment. I, I, want, I don't want to interrupt you, but, man, what's happening in that, that right arm? Uh, it's going away. Huh? I, I can feel a difference. It's going away, isn't it? Yeah, I feel it here, though. But it's going away. I can feel it. Hallelujah. I just, wasn't able to raise it. Stand there just another minute, all right? And don't move. The the Lord is doing something in this exact spot here, so you can't move. I'm just I'm just kidding. But what I wanted to say is X rays. I'm believing tomorrow when I go back and he I'm uh, he gonna talk to me about X ray. I'm gonna have him to do some more X rays. So I'm I'm gonna be here. I just tell him. Say you need, you need to check it though. Because something happened yesterday. Yes. Something really happened yesterday. And you need to check it. Yes. And you don't want to ask me what's going to happen. And he's going to say, well, what happens? i got to tell you. Jesus just done come off that cross, got yes. out of that grave, yes. and jumped in my body. Yes, yes. Oh. Amen. And oh, healed. Yes. Jesus yes. healed me. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. I go to the chiropractor regularly. You go to the chiropractor regularly. And I have having all kinds of trouble in my eyes. Yeah. Amen. So just one little touch of Jesus. Just, ooh, glory to God. I felt that. Ooh, ooh, I'm holding you up. Hallelujah. 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 Just, just for a second here. In fact, let me come back to you. For a second, just let it work in you. Okay, like a salve going down into the areas that were most, most problematic. And when I come back, we'll check those areas out, okay? How about you? My neck jams into my skull, but I can deal with that better than I can deal with the sadness and anger that's... Yeah? I feel like my mind so is do you, broken. So do you think in any way, shape, or form Jesus wants you to deal with something? Or do you think he wants you just to be free of everything? Wouldn't that be even better? Amen. 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 Now, let me just, let me just put it to you this way. Watch, watch this happen. 
so being jammed into your skull and your neck and everything, that creates tension and problems there, doesn't it? And pain, is that correct? Yeah. Amen. And you have it pretty much all the time? Yeah. Yeah. Can you count to ten in German? No. Shoot. That's, <laughs> well, it only works if you can speak German. <laughs> it actually works without having to speak anything at all. And the coolest thing is, right now, I'm going to count to three, and when I do, between one and three... God touches your neck and all that pain leaves you to do what? To give you the confidence that when I pray for you for all this oppression, it'll disappear and you'll be set free. One, two, three. Move your head around. Try to find where you were hurting. It's popping. What's going on? It popped a lot. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that you have freedom now? Well, how come that's not hurting you when I do it? Hmm? On a scale of one to ten, how much better is that? tight right there but the where this felt like stuck is not stuck anymore uh-huh so that's gone isn't it mm-hmm. all right and do you think possibly some of this other stuff is just instead of bone or muscle problem it's just tension yeah from all this stuff you've been taking and oh, this oppression yeah you ready for that to leave father ready. thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you come on everybody i, I need your help in this yeah, one not because, just because I feel like the atmosphere, we could stir this up just a little bit. We want to hurry up and not let the time sag here. But just for a second, stay with us. <coughs> Thank you, Lord, for grace. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. When I said grace, the Lord reminded me, Jim, it's not about you. It's just about me. So in the name of Jesus, I command that to come off you right there. Hallelujah. And the next time you get up, that stuff won't be there. Well, Amen. Miss, let that just kind of work down into you like a salve. Praise the Lord. Where were you? Where were the problematic areas? Uh, it's always in my neck and my shoulders, but I've had trouble with my jaw for the last two weeks. Yeah. It's gone. The trouble with the jaw is gone. It's gone. Okay. Amen. Now, what about this this part right here into the shoulders? What it's about like that? Half gone. It's half gone. Well, you're doing good. You got half more time to stand there. <laughs> Amen. Some people need to bake in the oven just a little longer. Amen. You've been baking so well, we don't want you to be overdone. Amen. Okay. So, no, that don't mean just leave yet. Oh, okay. You always, you always want, why, why do you got that hand back there? Oh. <laughs> I told you you couldn't put that back there anymore. Because you're associating yourself now with a new person that's just been healed and touched. And then the pains disappear because you don't give them the time okay. and the tangibility. Then you don't have a shared experience. Right? Does that make sense? So we're giving Jesus time, tangibility, and shared experiences. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for faith in this woman. And for joy in this woman. And for healing that is definitely working in her body. And anything else that's needful, she's learning now how to not associate with it so that you can finish it. Does that make sense? Amen, amen, amen. I'll talk to you after the service.
Praise the Lord. Yes, ma'am. What about you? I've been having this pain in this arm for the last week going into my chest area. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Where's Katie? Hey, man, you can just put your hand right all over that shoulder right there. Right over right in here, this other hand. There you go, in the name of Jesus. I just rebuke that pain. Amen. And it means nothing. And I want you to know that. That pain means nothing. Amen. It's a nothing. It's not attached to anything. You don't have to worry about something. It literally just leaves you in Jesus' name. It's not attached to a heart. It's not attached to an organ. It's not attached to a sickness. It's not attached to a disease. Maybe it could be this or it could be that. It's nothing. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. What about you? You ready to be touched? Amen. Lord, let the fire of God fall. The heart, amen, be touched by his presence. Amen. What about you, honey? Yeah, it's a terrible thing. You've had back pain. Do you think God can do them all at the same time, or, or is he too busy? Just want to make sure you didn't think he was too busy, because it's leaving you right now in Jesus' name. Mm. <laughs> glory. Hallelujah. What would come to someone that feels oppression? Joy. Hallelujah. What would come to pain that's in the back? Freedom. Bend over and see the Lord just set you free. Go ahead and bend over. That I don't constitute that as a bending over. So bend over. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And see that the Lord just set you free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Are you, is, is that your mom or something? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Hey, hey, well, the cool thing is, <laughs> the cool thing is, is you can rejoice with her and she gets up for what the Lord has done for you. Yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> You're not supposed to have fun in church. <laughs> Amen. It's supposed to be a real serious thing here. <laughs> oh, wow, that's really good. That's really, really good. Do you know her? That's your cousin? Maybe this runs in the family. It's going to get on you too. Amen. Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Correct this young lady right here. Bones, muscles, joints. And let the joy of the Lord come on her too right now. Ha, 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 ha. Thank you, Lord. Wow, that's so good. That's good. Are you up here? (laughs) You don't know them, do you? They are? Yeah. Yeah? Hey, man. Um. You want some of this? <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, maybe it's leaving you right now. I mean, it's a good chance. God's involved. Mm-hmm. He might just be who he says he is. He is. Wow. And if he is, he is then he might just be doing what he said he'd do. Mm-hmm. And we might be able to trust him with our whole heart. Woo! You might be able to move and not hurt. I feel like Geppetto with Pinocchio. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now bend. Amen. Come on, bend with me. Bend with me. Arthritis. Bust it right in the head, arthritis. Amen.
if you, if you haven't ever laughed before, come over here to this section and get with these people here in this corner because you'll end up laughing by the time you're done. Amen? I mean, there's a presence over here. The Lord's doing something. The Lord's, you can tell, we're feeling something. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Woo, just touch you again. Thank you, Lord. My goodness. Full freedom in Jesus. Now, see, now it just starts to lose. Well, God, my goodness. Just like a rag doll. Amen. Yes, sir. My neck's been tight. Yeah. I think we have been sleeping. Yeah. On this right side. Amen. He might need to go to the other side. I had done that. <laughs> you anointed a handkerchief for him the last time. I did? With his... Oh, it, that was you. Yeah. And, and look it, you're here. Oh, I'm perfect. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just test that heart out. <laughs> I, I had this cowboy, you know. He broke three ribs and a collarbone. A horse fell on him. And he had this big brace on. I laid hands on him. He took that brace off. That next day I walked in and he's got his hands up like this. And I said, how are you doing? He says, I'm healed. I said, do you mind if I test it out? He says, well, what are you going to do? I just went, poof, and I slammed him. I slammed him right, right in those ribs. And he just laughed and laughed and laughed. God healed him. And he also saved me from getting my rear end kicked. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. Hallelujah. I just put my hands on this heart again because I know it's so strong. And it's healed and it's well. And the same healing in this heart can travel right to the neck. Mm. That's why I wanted to talk about it, sir. Because there's a connection. Any area that you can be touched in, you can be touched in another area. So in Jesus' name, thank God for that healing. Wow, that's good. That's really good. Praise the Lord. How about you? You need to go to join that corner. That's my people. It is? My jaws. Your jaws? Yeah, something here. Really? Mm-hmm. Man, I was feeling like I had to slap those jaws. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so nice. And thank Wow. Well, that healing's too easy. You knew I had to do something, like do something, but that healing was too easy. Thank you. need to like, yeah. see what's going on. Yeah. Try to move them around and see what's going on. They said TMJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't believe in alphabet diseases. <laughs> hey, man, TMJ, ADHD, and all these XYZs. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, before you know it, my God, we're just buying into everything. They come up with, can't come up with a name, so they come up with letters. Right. It's like back years ago in the 50s. They'd say it, FF Bosworth, TLR. Didn't anybody have names crying out loud? <laughs> just letters. I don't believe in any of that. Amen. God just healed you today. You're going to have the most fun in the world going to eat this afternoon. And because because we're going to hurry here, you're going to be able to eat soon. And when you do, you'll have no problem. Amen. Hey, you're doing pretty good, aren't you? Have you been moving around a little bit? The Lord's healed you? Yes. Amen. Yeah, what about you? I need more strength in my legs so that I don't feel like I'm wobbly so let me ask you a question. This is a simple one, but do you ever do walking and stuff? Will I you do. keep active? I also use the uh, 
Okay, that's fine. I just want, want you to know, too, that some of that is actually a good thing because you don't lose your muscles, you know? Right. But let the Lord quicken you right now. I've been on a diet, and I've lost about 45, 50 pounds. Yeah. And I don't know if it's from what it's from, but I know it's not from God. Well, let's just have some quickening, all right? Amen. The Lord likes to do that. So, Lord, I thank you. Wow, from this moment, praise the Lord. This woman no longer, ha- well, amen. Amen. I didn't have a real good prayer for you. Amen. But the Lord touched you anyhow. Hallelujah. Right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord touched you anyhow. He touched you anyhow. Amen. I was planning on him doing something. Praise the Lord. And he just did. You just go ahead and have that. Amen. 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 Now you look like somebody that used to square dance. Pick pick a partner and and, and do-si-do. Amen. She'll she'll do si do with you, huh? <laughs> How about you? I'm a pale man diagnosed with autoimmune disease. Uh-huh. So my hormones and something's fighting against itself, huh? Hey Amen. Want to release that, right? Where's my helper? Put your hand on her stomach and on her back. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No more fight. Hallelujah. I release you. There's peace I command in this body. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Even your cells will recognize the love and joy they have for one another, and they're no longer fight. Yes. This day, what's called autoimmune is literally stopped. In the name of Jesus, you'll find yourself, even in the next 24 hours, just with, even if you don't even believe what I'm saying, in the next 24 hours, you'll feel so good, things will have turned around, and if it's so, and it will be so, from that moment, you can say, look at what the Lord has done. He just healed my body and set me free. Woo! Glory! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Yes, ma'am, you ready to get cracked? Bones and joints? No. No? Fear for my family. Fear. Ringing in my ears. Yeah. If the Lord would take the fear away, wouldn't the ring... Ooh, glory. Are you sure your ears are ringing? Can you check them right now? They stop right now. (laughs) Why'd they do that? I don't know. Why do you think I asked you? I don't know. Wouldn't it have been more, more likely of me to pray a prayer... Or touch them, and all of a sudden I just stopped right in my tracks and said, Are you sure that they're ringing? And you said, No, not now, because the Lord done healed them. Command that fear to come off of you in Jesus' name, the same way He just healed your ears. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat there and tuck yourself all the way back in that chair. Let's just make sure of your alignment, all right? And you've got britches on, so this will be fine. Put your feet up here. Hey, man, and just look right here. Well, just look. See that, sir? Come on over here. And see this foot right here? See that that's longer right there? Now, either this one needs to get shorter or this one needs to get longer. You know, I was trying to get a leg to grow out. And it wouldn't grow out, so I slapped the other one and said, "Get back in!" And it was, and then the, so one needed to be shortened. And the well, you know, the coolest thing is while I'm talking to you, look what just happened. 
Did you see that? Look at what just happened. It just did it on its own without me doing anything. Now that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Huh? God doesn't need that much of our help. We preachers think he really needs us. He doesn't need much of us. Just a little bit. If we can get out of the way enough, he can just do what he does. Did you, did you experience that this morning? The Lord set you free. You don't have to worry about pain anymore. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Sir, what about you? And then, then we'll be done. All right? I was having a lot of stiffness and aches and pains in the morning and stuff. Time yeah. Hard to get to go sometimes. Okay. Well, will you do something with me? And this is going to cut against the grain of everything we've learned in society. Society would say at a particular age, that's kind of normal. Wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. What about right now, you and I decide, I don't care how old we are and what pains should be associated with that age and what certain deficiencies should come with that age, I don't believe it. I don't have to have those pains. Would you agree with me? Yes, sir. All right, so agree with this. Father, I thank you that whatever age this gentleman is, whatever age I am, Lord, certain things, according to the world, should accompany our age. Certain things should not work. Certain things should start to break down. There should be, Lord, a deficiency in activity, a deficiency in strength. There should be pains and aches and problems that would come. But we choose right now, the two of us, we agree together that that's a bunch of baloney. We know your voice, we hear you, we follow you, and we're going to stick our rear end right in the face of that whole idea, like the sheep do. And this moment, we agree that we're just flat healthy as can be. <laughs> Amen. Just healthy. In Jesus' name. Now check yourself and see where all the pains used to be. Huh? Check. Turn. Bend. Move. Huh? How about that? It's pretty good, isn't it? It worked, didn't it? Yes, it did. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. We got another couple that's... Oh. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot about you. I forgot about you. You did right by that. Because 99% of the people would have just moseyed themselves in the wrong line. But you were good. You waited. Now everybody gets to see what's going to happen to you. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a WWE fly off the stage. Full spread out body slam. Amen. Jesus is going to set you free. Oh, thank you. Aren't you thankful that the Lord is going to touch you right now and heal you? Amen. Amen. I'm just going to barely touch you. In the name. Wow. Come on, after all that thumping and all that body slam talk, that's all you did, and Jesus could heal through that, I'm not even going to give you a prayer because he doesn't need me right now. He's just moving by his spirit, touching and healing in Jesus' name. Wow, that is awesome. That is awesome. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can check yourself right now and see what God just did for you. It's pretty awesome. Yep. How about you, sir? Well, I have a testimony. Jesus took my cancer away years ago, melanoma cancer. Yeah. And then uh, I came in behalf of my brother-in-law. He needs a healing touch. He's in a wheelchair, and I yep. have a friend that's also need a. Put your hands together like a prayer, and we'll pray for him that way. All right. Thank but you, you got to tell him. You got to call him and yes, tell him that we prayed for. Grove and Lord. And all right. Calm, Lord. Please. All right. 
or Tom and who? Roven. 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 Rovana. Yeah. Rovan. Rovan. Yeah. You don't even know. Yeah. Roven. 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 I got you all mixed up right Reuben. now. Roven and Tom. Okay. Well, I've heard it three different ways. I'm going to call it all. Rovan, Roven, and Reuven. Lord, I thank you that you take this guy, whoever he is right now. Yes, Tom. And 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 Tom too. Yes, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that through this man's faith to come up here, present himself as a vessel to stand in between, that fire goes to these men and that anointing touches these men. And just like that man who came, the nobleman, for his son, Rovan, I thank you, Lord, that he was healed when he came and talked to Jesus, even though the son wasn't there. And, Lord, you'll touch these men right now in Jesus' name through this man. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lift up your hands right now. Let's just give them praise. Come on. God's been doing some wonderful things in this service. If there's anybody, anybody at all that was touched and there's still any type of little bit of symptom there, you give God praise right now that you are by his grace completely and wonderfully healed and set free. And you begin to agree with the vision the picture, the words that he's speaking into your own heart because that's what it means to be a sheep. You know him, you hear him, you see him, you recognize him, and my God, we know how to follow him. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen and amen. Now, real quickly, is there anybody else here that you weren't called up on one of these things, but you wanted prayer? Would you come up right now? Come on, it's a little longer today, I realize. But there's a lot of people that came, and there's a lot of wonderful things that happened. Is there anyone else? Something wasn't called up for you, but you wanted to come up. You just do so right now, and let's just go ahead and pray. Hallelujah. Katie, if I can use you again. Amen. Come on up. Yes, ma'am. Did we see you yesterday? No. We haven't seen you. been sick for about four weeks now. Okay. And What's been anxiety. Just stuff, right? Not stuff. No. Don't know. I mean, just I thought I had the flu. Have you been to doctors where they're not able to really detect what's going on? Amen. You know what? I can command that to come out of you. And it will. Amen. Amen. I recognize this. I know what it is. Amen. So it's going to leave you. You fall infirmity. Take your hands off this woman. And I adjure you in the name of Jesus Christ. Leave her right now. And this pattern is now stopped and reversed. You won't have to do anything. You won't have to quote scripture, but it's nice to quote scripture. You won't have to pray, but it's nice to pray. You won't have to praise, but it's nice to praise. The pattern stopped. You'll notice it right away before you get home. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes, sir. Man, it's so wonderful to have you come. What did you need this morning? Your heart. Amen. Father, thank you. Where's the man that's been healed in his heart? That man. Would you come up here and help me? If you had $10 in your pocket and you knew it was there, it wouldn't be hard to give it away, would it? No. It's just if you didn't know it was there or you knew you didn't have it that you couldn't give it. You got healed in your heart. Put your hand on my hand and the back. And now give that away. What do you mean? That means consciously, 
see that wonderful presence of God that touched you going into this man's body as I will. I command this heart to come alive. And the two of us together agree that this heart will never be the... I don't care what condition it's in right now. I demand that it come alive. I see God touching your heart and squeezing it, massaging in it. I see him just putting back the valves the way they should be. I see the... If you will, stuff that's not supposed to be on your heart coming off your heart. If if we go by what we see and what we hear, then I see God's setting you free. In Jesus' name, amen. And the next time we see you, sir, you won't have to have that little buddy. And you'll be running around and you won't have congestion because your heart is free. Can everybody agree? Say amen. amen. Pastor, if you take it. Hallelujah. I tell you, you know, I so appreciate um, you all staying and staying hooked up with us. If you if you had been in this line up here, I was following Jim around, and just the power of God that was that was up here just as he was ministering was um, just incredible. And um, I encourage you, <clears throat> go home, meditate on these things, grab hold of what he's saying. And and just because, listen, just because he's going out of town don't mean the presence of the Lord is leaving. He's in you. Amen? I mean, you listen, you have everything you need on the inside of you. So get these messages. Get You know, you go home, study, you know, get the Word. You get in the Word. Stay, get, get connected. This whole weekend has been about connection, about your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Get connected. And, and just open your heart up to receive from him and let him do a work in you. Amen.